How's it flowing, y'all? Welcome back to the Opportunity on the Mic podcast, a show where we connect and amplify the voices in our communities who have taken the call to rise to the opportunity. I am your co-host, Calvin Nunez, along with my co-host, director of the Opportunity Program here at Hamilton College, Aaron Ray. And we got a very, very fun and enthusiastic episode for y'all today. I cannot stop smiling. From uh, after doing the interview, so that's a very good sign of, a, of what we have for y'all coming forward. But before, before I, I know, I know, I know, we gotta do the quote. We we gotta set the scene and we gotta feel the vibes. So, Aaron, what you got for us today? Our inspirational quote today comes from author Philip Pullman, and it says, "You cannot change what you are; you can only change what you do." Aaron, Aaron, I, I feel like there's like another level under this one that I'm not, it's not connecting right now. I mean, essentially, and and I think we've talked about this in past episodes where Mm -hmm. there's a certain age where we try to conform to what's popular, what the cool kids are doing, what's in, what's the trend. And it's not until later in life where you realize like that doesn't matter. You you can't change who you love. You can't change what you you look like, essentially. Yeah, there's cosmetic surgery and you can exercise a lot and lift a lot of weights, right? But like you can't change on a molecular level what you are. But that doesn't stop you from being able to change what you the, the one thing that can always change is the things that you do. Gotcha. So those habits to be able to be successful and to strive for excellence. Yeah. It's never too late either. It's never Great too late. Great point. It's, it's never, never too, too late. late. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we were talking about this um, earlier, but something that, you know, can, can connect kind of is, is just like whether you, you fail, right. Or, or you succeed is just going with your plan, sticking to it, having discipline, um, and that can also be like a form of change, right? Where if you weren't too disciplined before and you want to be more disciplined now, getting onto that, you know, getting back on track is cause kind of like where you can head. Cause for me, at least I always felt like I was like, Oh, I'm always going to be disciplined or I'm, Oh, I'm always going to do this until I found out, you know, I really don't feel like I am when I was reflecting and being real with myself. Um, but, but it's such a great point. You can, the only thing you can really do is just change what you do and to, and to build those habits and to be, um, where you want to. Absolutely. For sure. All right. Now, checking in with one another, I must say, I am excited for <sighs> Sixers basketball. Is James Harden even playing? No. But we don't need James Harden because we got Tyrese Maxey dropping 30 points, seven boards, seven assists a game, shooting 50% from three, diamond people up, crossing, it's been like taking games. ankles. It has been three games, but you can't say in an extended role, he hasn't looked good or looked better than last year. And he's only 23. He's in his fourth season. He should be established now. He should be established, but I'm just saying this man, he answers the call every year. He could be a disappointment. He could be another player that I'm going to think I'm thinking of right now, but I'm not going to name their name because that'd be rude. But you know what I mean? Like that is where I am today. I'm I'm, I'm trying to be Zen. Y'all heard some, some, Anger flare out. Maybe that's from the James Harden situation. Um, if you don't know, if you don't know about the James Harden situation, don't worry about it. It's it's not worth it. 
it's not fun. Um, but you know, we, we mentioned sports a lot, but but sports is 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 something that that I think we both were, were raised on a lot of the time. And um, yeah, it, it it's a it's a source of frustration, but also joy for me. And and today it's a joy right now. So so that's where I am. I'm I'm tentatively hopeful. If if anyone's ever felt that way in their life, we probably have. I am tentatively hopeful. Aaron, I don't you know. Think? The Orlando Magic are two and zero, so I don't know what's happening this season. <laughs> um, Have you seen the Pistons? Yeah, they're two and zero as they well. Look good, though. yeah. Some of the young, some of the young teams are are, are coming up. But uh, for me, I just got back from a conference. Yep. Last week, uh, Brendan and I went to Buffalo for nice. the Hiapo Conference, the Higher Education Opportunity Program Professional Organization Conference. Um, both Brenda and I sat on, well, we were both on the executive board for the organization. Brenda is the treasurer. I am the vice president. And uh, which led to us both being on the planning committee. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were putting on this com- conference and we're very glad it's over. But um, some great things happened at the conference, some great nice. networking opportunities. I presented two sessions. Um, we raised a lot of money for scholarships for seniors um which really excited about that um but the 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 two big takeaways one the ceo of NACAC, the national association for college admissions counseling was our keynote wow. um my, my friend dr angel perez um who is an heop alum let's go from skidmore college class 1997 so the way he did his keynote we ended up doing like a fireside chat there was no fireplace and it was really just like we just grabbed two chairs like there was no stage like it was a little anticlimactic in that way but we did a fireside chat conversation i had some questions drummed up but like he was so real and engaging and funny but not comedic um he gave some really great advice shared some really awesome experiences and his thoughts on the importance of our programs the importance of the work that we're doing and the sort of the challenges that are happening at the supreme court and, and federal level uh but it was really really fun um to to have that experience with him and like this man has shared the stage with billy porter like he he is he is given advice to the the Biden administration. Wow. Like he the man is a world traveler and I got to hold the stage with him which was which was really cool. But the the bigger thing the even more important thing is our very own Brenda Davis won an award. Let's go. Let's give some love. So she was nominated for and won the Arthur O. Eve Human Relations Award, which is an award given to an individual that champions the issues of inclusion, access, and success while making post-secondary opportunities available to historically underrepresented students through their efforts at their institution and through their advocacy at the state level. So it was a really, I got to present her with the award. She had no idea what was coming. Uh, I actually, like, I was the one who ordered the awards. I didn't run the the award nominations by had access to her debit card as treasurer. <laughs> so I ordered the awards. And when I went to pick them up, she offered, well, she offered to pick them up. And I was like, no, they're not ready. Cause I didn't, you know, <laughs> I know she would open them up and look, and I didn't want to ruin the surprise, but um, it was really great to, to be able to uh, present her with that award and, and acknowledge all the work she's done in her 21 years here at, at Hamilton. So that was, that was the the big news. I'm coming off that high, mm-hmm. um, from last week and, uh, yeah. 
Got you for sure. And it sounds like conference was, was successful. Love it was, to hear that. It and, was. And I have course. to send out the overall valuations. People are emailing like, did we do that? Um, <laughs> and then, oh, and I, I forgot. How am I, how am I forgetting it? So, uh, so Brenda's been our interim treasurer. She filled in for our previous treasurer who took a job at the state so she could legally not keep doing the treasurer role for our organization. Um, she ran for the position and was elected as treasurer. Oh. And then also I was elected as president, which I'm not as thrilled with. But uh, Sir Presidente. Uh, Presidente. <laughs> more work. Yay. Uh, so, yes, Brenda and I work closely in, yep, in yep. the office. We're going to continue to work closely uh, for the organization that helps to advocate at the state and national level. So important roles, but lots of work. Got you. Got you. Definitely lots of work. I hear you. All right, y'all, let's freestyle. Today we welcome on a senior with an angelic voice and a big heart, Khalil Bernard. Grab the mic. <laughs> and she's here. Yes, I Hello, am. Khalil. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Like I said earlier, we're just really happy. Well, this is, you know, off. Not camera, off mic. We're, we're very happy to have you here um, and, to, and to get this episode rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, happy uh, to be here. Oh, appreciate you. So our first question, could you, uh, you know, give us a little rundown of what you study and your extracurriculars here and, uh, you know, what those directions have, uh, how they shaped you? Yeah, yeah. So I am a sociology major and I'm minoring in theater. I my some of my extracurriculars include like taking private music lessons. <laughs> um, so I'm taking drum lessons. I'm, well, not this semester, but I have taken drum lessons. I'm taking voice lessons and I'm taking cello lessons. Wow. So yes, yeah, a lot. You know, don't ask me to play for you. You know, because that's what everybody always want to do. They always want to ask. Ask me to play for them. No, we can't I'm get learning. a little drum roll. Blah, 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 blah. I could give you a drum roll. Yes, <laughs> I could give you like something basic. You okay. know, a little one, two, three. Ooh, you know, okay. but nothing okay. too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and I have a couple jobs here on campus. I'm a student assistant at the ALCC. I'm working with Maddie at the EL office, and I'm also hey. working at the KC. And I just became the social activist chair of BLSU, so I'm doing. Doing that as well oh, this semester. <laughs> so yeah, sleep. 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 I got you, I got you. But we need to acknowledge <laughs> those positions and all you're doing for the community. So let's 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 give a hand. <laughs> so Khalil, talk to us about your childhood. What were your, your interests and what opportunities surrounded you at the time to help support those those interests? Yeah, so I knew when I was younger that I was really interested in playing the drums. Like mm-hmm. in Jamaica, I used to break sticks off um, off of a tree and like go home, listen to Camp Rock, you know, because Disney Channel was <laughs> on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, Camp Rock was the one that I wanted to jump to. Like kind of a tennis, stuff like that. I'll just do it on my bed. That's something that I really wanted to do. I knew that I just wanted to go to college, you know. I just didn't know mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to be there um, because there wasn't a lot of opportunities available to me when I was in Jamaica, you know, even though my parents took care of me really, really well, there was a, there was always like, go to college. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. 
Of course, you know, um, and when I was in high school, I got really interested in step, you know, not high school, middle school, actually. I was really interested in step. I was like, oh, my gosh, what is this clapping, stomping stuff? This is nice, you know. I remember doing it for the first time and my hands was just swollen because you had to try out and you only have one day to try out. But I just loved it so much. Um, and that's what I was really interested in. And. I didn't have much interest. I really like to watch movies, you know, and those are three things that I really like to do. Movies wasn't always available to me because we didn't always have cable. You know, the Disney Channel was a, you know, a premium thing. <laughs> um, but I always bought DVDs every Sunday. I bought DVDs. So I always loved to watch movies. And when I came to America, I was like, oh, my gosh. The illegal websites were my were my best friend. Okay, you know yo, they were. Yo, for me, it, <laughs> exactly. was those, it was those illegal. What's it called? Um, the bodegas with those like illegal movies, mm -hmm. bro. Oh my god, I was making a living off of that. Exactly. I hear you. Exactly. There's so my cousin used to burn um, DVDs too, <laughs> so I was just living the life. Um, mm -hmm. But I didn't know what I wanted to do with my love for movie watching um, when I was younger. Um, but I found out. I found out more when I came to college, you know. And then I'll wait to get into that more for the next questions. Oh, yes, 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 of let, course. Let it be known that we on Opportunity on the Mic do not condone pirating of movies oh, right. or any oh, other yeah. digital media. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. Exactly. No. No, no breaking the that, law. That was... <laughs> Us in the past mm -hmm. is not right. our present. It was a different time. It you was know, a different time. <laughs> was I was a, a child time. back then. You know, yes. You know, limitations of past. Yeah. <laughs> you know, five days ago, I was a different person. Exactly. But, Leo, could you, <laughs> so you're saying, you know, back home in Jamaica, the opportunities were, were, were a little sparse, mm -hmm. but you still were able to find, you know, some of your passions mm -hmm. with music um, and with movies. So mm -hmm. can you tell us about how? you know, how you ended up here at Hamilton mm -hmm. and uh, what that road looked like. Yeah, so I have finished, so it was a whole thing, y'all. I finished applying to all my colleges and I was like, I don't know about this list. So I went through Common App and I saw Hamilton on there. I was like, oh, oh yes, that one. Yes, uh-huh, <laughs> that one. I did some more research on it and I really liked the school. And then I came, I visited and it was a day when it was like, raining it was raining there was worms on the floor like shout out worms so like today like today mm. right exactly like today and i was like oh my goodness my hair i had did my hair the day before i was looking crazy the second day i was like wow this is crazy but for some reason i really liked the college <laughs> i went to some of the classes like I, I sat in on some of the classes and i and i right. really liked the classes um and i was just like i can see myself here and i feel like um i was walking down martin's way and i saw nashley and she was like hey you know are you a visiting student you know i was like yeah you know do you like it here she was like yes you know come here i was like oh wow <laughs> like that you know community uh, yeah say no more i'm here <laughs> Right, you yeah. know, so I was like, I, I can't see myself here. Um, so that's how I ended up here. Well, that was the question. Man. I answered the question. I think, yeah. yeah I mean, that, that Mostly, led you to yeah. Hamilton, yeah. We'll, we'll count it. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. <laughs> we'll let our audience be the true judges, but we'll, we'll allow it. And so, so you're a unique guest for us this season because most everyone that we've had or are able to have have only experienced life at Hamilton since COVID. Mm -hmm. So 
but you experienced life at Hamilton before COVID. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about that. Talk to us about your 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 summer program experience, mm-hmm. your your first semester as a student, because we know what happened your mm-hmm. second semester. Yeah. And then w- what was the transition into COVID world like? Talk to us about all that. Yeah, yeah. So my first summer in college, I was really, really excited. It was definitely wow I was like wow this is college wow if this is college this is crazy you know (laughs) (laughs) I was not ready for this one right exactly (laughs) but it was really nice because I met some of my best friends during that program Mm. and like we we bonded so so quickly especially since it was during the time when they were still taking our phones away so we were talking we were creating drama it was like a lot but it was so nice and when we came back to campus you know like we had I I had like a friend group that I could hang out with who I knew I was gonna stick with for um the rest of my four years here and it was a really fun semester I was getting adjusted to life on on campus like I was realizing that you know <laughs> the type the type of campus it is on the weekends I was like wow I can't go anywhere <laughs> you know and it was before I knew about pins and I was like <laughs> darn I'm so sad if I knew about pins back then I feel like I'll be so happy I remember being in the Levis Center I was like we can't in the Levin Center with that realization. Yes, yes, yes. I was so in Pins the has le- helped you. Yes, Pins you has helped me pins. a lot. Yes, Pins has changed my life, everyone. Check Pins out, okay? <laughs> I knock off baby busters. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, if you want to, like, you know, want to do a little shopping, you could go to Target on the side, you know, dick sporting goods right there. It's great. <laughs> um, but I was like really adjusting to campus, realizing that we couldn't do much off campus when it was late, which is my active time, my time, my active times, I guess. Um, and but I realized that, you know, we could do stuff here on campus. So me and my friends, we bonded hard. We would go to yeah. the Bradford and do like Just Dance parties <laughs> or we would have That's movie so screenings there or in the Levitt Center or we would just have Glen walks or Glen, like Glen therapy sessions, <laughs> you know, um, room hangouts. And it's really strengthened our bond. And I always say that like there are people who really like help me make it through Hamilton and um, meeting them during my summer program was the best thing ever. So when COVID hit, I was like, oh, my Lord. I was like, wow, you know, the whole reason I came here was so, so I could so I didn't have to be at home, you know. <laughs> so it's crazy that we're here. And then again, I'm away from my friends. So you don't yeah. have I don't know that aspect outside of academics anymore. Um so it was really hard. And then coming back on campus, not all my friends came back, even like some of my best friends didn't come back. But it like allowed me to get closer with other people like Olivia James, you know, like we got so much closer during that semester. And like Jasmine Williams, like during the second semester when we did go home, we were um, we were like, hey, 
Chloe Ting is a ting. Chloe Ting is a ting. You know, we want the body yaddy yaddy, you know, when we go back to school, you know, we got to do Chloe Ting challenge together via, you know, FaceTime. So we would do our workout video. We would do workouts together. We just mm-hmm. kept staying on connected. doing that, yeah. right? Staying connected, right? Mm-hmm. And then we would finish and then we'd be like, so how was that? And then she would be like, wow, man, I just don't know if I could do this anymore, you know? I'd be like, same, same, you know? And then we just keep on talking and... I was just really happy with the bonds that I formed while COVID was happening, while it's still going on. Um, um, but it was a hard semester when I came back in sophomore year, you know. Um, it really made me reflect on my time here at Hamilton, what I really wanted to do. I was in my room a lot. I was so sad. <laughs> I was like, and the food was no good. Oh, yeah. We've, I was not. We, we've definitely touched on that. Yeah, before... Before COVID, was Bon Appetit with y'all? Yeah, Bon Appetit was still w- with they, us. Were they okay? No. <laughs> so they, they just they just got worse, huh? <laughs> Ew, yes. Of, yeah. Because yes. we, we have some we have some horror stories from our summer yes. program about Bon Appetit. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's just say there was some not you know good stuff happening. I don't have. I'm not gonna say. It. I'm not gonna disturb no one's peace. Who's no, listening? You might. I don't want you to have flashbacks. <laughs> but right. I got you. Yeah. So I definitely hear you in, in that answer that. You know, beginning you were just trying to find your community, mm-hmm. and then you were still you were able to find it. But with COVID hitting and everything, it, it just put a dent in it, mm-hmm. forcing you to like keep connecting, keep reaching back to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha, cool. All right, moving on. Let's uh, talk about your academic journey at Hamilton, right? Uh, what you learned about yourself and your interests during your time in college. Yeah, so like I said before, I did not know what I wanted to do when I came to college. I just knew that I wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. So I would, I knew that like while I was in my senior year, I was looking at, I was like, yeah, I could be a neurosurgeon. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> you know, so I'll watch those surgery videos and then I'll have to turn my emotions off. Uh-huh. And I'll be like, yeah, I could turn my emotions off. I'm sure that's what they do. I'm sure that's what surgeons do. You know, this I'm is sorry, what I could I do. I you know, like, you know and I was like taking um you know the psych classes for it and while I had that interest I had um during my HEOP summer I took a theater class with Mark Cryer and you know he was like cool I think that you should you know you should take a theater (laughs) class you know when you come back (laughs) (laughs) right so I was really I was like okay I'll do that so I had that going on and then I also um was interested in probably sociology and anthropology, um, but I took anthropology first. So mm. when COVID hit, I was taking a neuro class and I was like, wow, this is not for me. You know, this is not for me at all. Um, I enjoyed my anthropology class, but it's not. it was not for me still. Right. I took a sociology class and I was like, I love this. I love this so much. And then I kept on doing theater and it kept on like, I don't know, inspiring me every day, you know, inspiring me to connect it to what I'm studying in sociology and to inform what I want to do in the future. And I feel like the open curriculum in Hamilton really allowed for me to do that, for me to explore my academic journey, you know, but it's it's, it was really all over the place. I've taken yeah, a bunch it, of different it, classes. Be, like said, open curriculum. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I realize that I'm not a science girly, that I'm a <laughs> humanities girly, and I uh-huh. really love art, you know, and I love to work with my hands. Those are some things, and I really love uh-huh. theater. Like, I didn't think that I would love theater as much as I did. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, th- th- that goes to the theatrical mm-hmm. the movies we were talking that, about, right? Instead, that. instead of like um, you watching it, you can be like, oh, I could do that monologue, right? I could, I could do that, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I want to hear a little bit more, Khalil, about why why sociology. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I felt like while I was taking my first class, it was on Zoom, man. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. I, ooh, all those oh, people. you took that on the, mm-hmm. on the in sophomore year? Was yep, the first sophomore year, year yeah. my first semester. That's when I took sociology. And it was, it gave me so much anxiety with all those people on the Zoom. <laughs> I'm like, oh, geez, and your face just pops up when you start talking. I did not like it. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, uh, I read some of the books that I've read in um, high school and I was like, wow, you know, it's giving me a different perspective, you know, <laughs> like yeah. a completely different perspective. And then I realized that I was bringing a completely different perspective to classes and stuff. And I really liked how it talked about like our socialization, our socialization as people, you know, and mm. it gave me the um, vocabulary, gave me vocabulary to talk about my experiences in this world as a black woman, you know, as a mm. black queer woman. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's such a smart way to put it. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I'm, or not just a smart way to put it, but I'm just like, you've given me words to express how exactly, I feel to, inside. Yeah, so I can yeah. talk about my experience. Yeah, right, no, you, right. Yeah. So that's why I chose to sociology and i felt like speaking about the fact that we weren't covering a lot of like authors who are people of color or mm. um a part of the lgbtq plus community mm-hmm. was like really important to me because it's something that we should be doing in a sociology class you know so i felt like continuing in this major would i don't know it would just continue to teach me um, and I could, you know, bring something to the department, I guess. No, I got you. And I, and I think it's, you, you've definitely reached those goals. Um, and, and just seeing you talk about it, I could just see it like a light go off for you. And, and it, I, de- I definitely understand that passion. And, and I hear you when I, when I started taking Africana studies classes, at least for me, that was giving me, you know, ways to describe what I've been feeling my whole life or what I've been seeing my whole life growing up in West Philly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you're able to go to college and then, you know, they, it gives you the words or the framework to work from. So, right. you know, understand yourself or compartmentalize what's going on with you. Right. It helps so much. Right. Right. And it's more than academics at that point. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so I've been I'm so sad. I've only taken <laughs> one Arcana studies class. I'm so sad. I'm not, I, I feel I, like I wish I could keep taking more. There's always grad school, yeah. right? Oh. There is always <laughs> there is always grad school. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. That is something. I was just talking to Professor Kasinskas about that pursuing Ooh. Africana studies instead of sociology because I get to explore different like. I don't know. You get to explore more. You know. No, you get to approach it from different disciplines. Yes, that yeah, right. You can right. see a political lens. Uh, exactly. 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 Right. As an African studies right. minor, so. oh, <laughs> yeah, Aaron. I see. I see. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's true. Awesome. All right. So we feel one on next question. Yeah, K- right. Khalil. Uh, so the you mentioned that you worked in EL mm-hmm. with with Maddie, or you're currently working with her. I know this mm-hmm. past summer you interned with her. The Thanks to Sir Aaron Ray. You know, hey, some hey, help. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, <laughs> experiential learning as an office was not here when you started at Hamilton. Um, but you ended up working, doing really important work for the experiential 
learning office. Um, what kind of projects did you work on? What advice do you have for younger students or prospective Hamilton OP students who may be interested in experiential learning? Yeah, so what it was like working with Maddie at first, that was amazing. She is an amazing person to work with, you know, and I don't know. She, what I did while I was with her was research domestic um, programs for different students who are on campus. So for DACA students who aren't able to travel abroad or just students who wish to stay in the United States as opposed to going abroad, because that includes a whole lot. I remember that process. You know, it's an extensive process to go abroad. That was an amazing experience, like I said before. And I was just learning so, so, so much. I was learning so much about the department itself and the programs that the programs that exist out there. Like I'm jealous mm-hmm. of the underclassmen. I was like, oh, every meeting that I had with Maddie, I was like, Maddie, <laughs> somebody needs to. I don't know, man. I could be a super senior again, so I could go to, so that I could go to one of these programs because. It's such an important department to have, you know, because I was saying um, before it existed, before I went abroad, not abroad, but to Philly, I was like, I would love some more like hands on experiences where I could go to the places that I want where like that has the people that I want to study or go to the places that I'm interested in or just get off campus and, you know, be up and out of the classroom and I don't know, be engaged. I don't know, mm-hmm. apart, like not be engaged with, pe- with a pen and paper. And it was just really, really nice to research programs that had that, you know. Um, there is a pre-approved list, but not a lot of them are domestic programs. And I remember um, um, when I wasn't able to go abroad, um, the next option was a domestic program because I didn't want to be on campus just yet. I really wanted that off-campus experience. But there wasn't an extensive list that's available. And having that department and working with Maddie, I'm able to create that list. And I'm just like, this is so important, you know. And it's like pinpointed to different um, departments. They're like theater programs, film programs, like... Right, you know, it's so, so cool. And I feel I'm like, if I saw that this existed while I was, you know, looking abroad or looking to go abroad or, yeah, when I was looking to go abroad because I didn't know that I wanted to stay in the country, it would have helped so much because while I was doing that, I was still like, I don't know what I want to do, you know, and all these programs, I'm just like, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> and I don't know. Um, I'm, I was like, I don't know what I want to do, you know, and having these programs that have specific um, specific topics and specific locations that like, I don't know, internship experiences is something that I was really. I was really excited to learn about and it's a list that I'm really, really happy that I'm create curating for people or students after me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Cool. And then just to, just to follow up in terms of like, you know, what advice do you have for mm-hmm. younger students or prospective Hamilton OP students who may be interested in uh, experiential learning? Yeah. You know, like definitely do what interests you 
what you think is fun and start early. You know, um, when I first came to Hamilton, I was doing Spanish because I really wanted to go to a Spanish speaking country. And that's something that like um, attending these EL um, like workshops has taught me, you know, definitely start early mm -hmm. um, because it's going to help set you up for when you want to um, go abroad. But even if you don't know what you want to do, you could go like, Go early, go talk to Madeline or go talk to Maddie about what it, what your interests are and what you want to do so that they could keep you in mind and recommend programs to you or even scholarships to you because that's something that Madeline did for mm -hmm. me while I was applying. You know, there are summer programs out there that yeah. you can apply to, right? And even though you're not funded by the school for the summer, there are scholarships out there that you can apply to that um, fund that. So I'm... Definitely look to go abroad. Definitely look at the programs that are in the U.S. because they're crazy cool. Crazy cool. And they are programs that ugh, you're truly found, you know. So that's some, that's some advice that I would give them. Awesome. Mm -hmm. For sure, yeah. Start early and you never know where an opportunity is unless you ask. Mm -hmm. Unless you look for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And our next question is, uh, you know, a little birdie told me, you also... You also interned at the Kirkland Arts Center yeah, this past yeah. summer. And so we want to know kind of. It's okay. It's okay. It's a Coke in the morning. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Oh, Pepsi in Pepsi. the morning. Pull a boycott in Pepsi. Pepsi. Ooh. Oh. But please continue. Oh, no, I got you. <laughs> All right, so let me just restate that question for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, a little birdie told me you also entered at the Kirkland Arts mm -hmm. Center this past summer. And we just mm -hmm. want to know uh, what that experience was like in a uh, what role does the art center play in our Clinton community? Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. No, because I even no, I wrote something about this so, so that I could hit all the points because the Kirkland love Arts it, Center is... No, everybody needs to know about it. Because I'm like, how how do people don't know? How do people don't know? Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, while I was there, it was really, really great getting to know Anita and Alicia. Like, when I got there, they said that they started only a week prior that everything was getting started back up after uh, COVID yeah. hit. You know? So we were just all learning things together. And I was loving my experience there, working with them, being in that creaky, creaky and noisy building. It was so <laughs> nice to, like, see all the different parts, like, the different rooms dedicated to different workshops. It was just an amazing amazing experience and opportunity and so but to give you guys a rundown on what the Kirkland Arts Center is like it's they've been active they've been a regional active multi-art center um, that is housed in an old church and barn that's been that it was established in the 1960s and wow. from the beginning they've interacted with Clinton by hosting multimedia art um, um, and, and movement classes exhibitions like film screenings, concerts, theater performances, and lectures. So they have a lot going on there and it's so, so cool. They have kids classes there too that they had over the summer and that they're still having in the fall. So they really, really engage with the community. It's even the designated bathroom for the farmer's market, you That's know? So nice. Right, you know, uh, like, and being there has really allowed me to interact with the, like, Clinton community because yeah. before um, last summer, I 
I never really went down there at all. You know, I never really went down there because I was like, I can't afford this stuff. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's here for me. And then going down there, I was I met so many cool people. I've engaged with so many of the different like art that the locals have created, engaged in that like community exhibition that the Kirkland Art Center had. So it's just a really, really amazing place that people really have to check out. And it really fosters community among Clinton, not just Clinton, but like other regions as well. People yeah. from all over, you know, workshops are there. Guys, go! Go! Good, good. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to follow up on the, on the Clinton Art Center. You know, that sounds amazing as someone who who's really interested in multimedia uh, study that that sounds like a safe haven yeah and it's so cool to see them you know bring either artists or to have those discussions or screenings mm-hmm. that's crucial to to furthering uh discussions you know mm-hmm. to furthering debate and and showing people all the positives of art mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that's that's really cool shout out shout out shout out the Kirkland art center yes <laughs> And how can someone uh, get involved or is it just open or do you get, take lessons? Do you sign up somewhere? So they have, a, I think it's weekly newsletter that goes out. You can go to their website to see all the, um, like, I guess, information on the different classes and workshops and concerts that's going on for like the season is normally seasonal. You can see the different exhibitions, right, that are going on and they have multiple throughout the year. I got involved just by looking on Handshake and finding a little job posting, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, it would be so cool to work here you know um you could even contact alicia who's actually a um professor adjunct professor on campus right now in the environmental studies department you could talk to her you could talk to anita who is a director of the kirkland art center you could talk to any of the board members who a lot of people you know, at Hamilton, our, like, board members have oh, key access gotcha, to the building, gotcha, yeah. you know. So just ask around and they'll, yeah. you know, they'll know how to get you involved. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great to hear. Thank you, Khalil. Yes. All right, cool. Talk to us about your experience in Philadelphia. How, mm-hmm. how did that come about? What did, you, what did you do? What was your takeaways? And what advice would you give to other students who maybe can't go abroad internationally or maybe just want to go somewhere else in the U.S., what advice would you have for them? Yeah, so I had a great time in Philadelphia. Yes, yo. <laughs> shout out Philly. Shout out Philly, okay? <laughs> Except their sport Philly. franchise. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry about him. Don't worry about him. Let's see. No, no, Philly is... Philly is a great place, you know, the whole in the beginning while I was there, I was comparing it to New York City. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. nah, that's not how you that's not how you recognize the beauty of Philly. You know, Philly is its own place. Okay, (laughs) I love the straight lines. I keep telling everybody who asked me about Philly, I love the straight lines and it's such a nice walking city. Um, While I was there first, um, I was at Arcadia University. So we were in the suburbs. I forgot the, I believe it was Glenside was where we were. 
located so we weren't always in philly philly you know but for our internships we went to center city you mm. know for our internships so we were close to um like benjamin franklin museum that's yeah, where so i was yeah. close to yeah you know near suburban state 18 minutes from first sur- suburban gotcha, station, gotcha. you know. Um, sometimes okay, I would okay. take the bus, but I would not all the time, <laughs> you know. I would like I would love the walk, right? I love the walk, and I would always get there early because I knew the regional railway does y'all, not y'all play. Know it does not play. It, it does it, not it, play. It don't be there half the time. It don't. But you know, it's what it's what it is. <laughs> it's what we have. <laughs> Oh, geez, you know, yeah. it was okay. I, but um, my internship there, it was okay. You know, I mm-hmm. wish that I got somewhere out of it. But, you know, to get somewhere out of it, I had gotten a job there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was working there as the, what was I, the community community engagement coordinator um, and the administrative assistant um, at the Anti-Violence Partnership of Philadelphia. So it was a nonprofit that addressed gun violence in areas um, like specifically in West and North Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would attend a bunch of community events and spread information about the organization or people who um, express like who needed help, who needed like direct contacts, I would do that as well. And while I was working there, I got to experience Philly, Philly, you know, I was living in West Philly and then I lived in North Philly. And that was, again, a great experience. Like it was my little New York City, but not New York City experience. Like I always wanted to be out at night and I just went to go get McDonald's at 3 a.m. all the time. And I know they always say it's not safe, you know, because I'm working in AVP, but I'm just like, you just got to have hope, y'all. We need these fries, everybody. We need these fries. Okay. (laughs) We need these fries. Okay. Need this jug of water. Okay. Um, It was really, it was an amazing experience. I saw Skip Marley. I mm. saw like the, his backup singers, amazing, you know. Uh, got I got an amazing playlist going to those community events. Okay, yep. Yep. I met wonderful people. I met some senators as well, and the wow. people that I worked with at my um at my organization, they were amazing, and they're people that I remember forever. Awesome, that's awesome. Yeah, Akali, our last big question for you. Uh, what is one piece of advice you wish someone gave you as you were starting your time at Hamilton? Yeah, so, oh my gosh. So, oh dang, one. Yes, just one. It's, it's harder. It's okay. Just pick from the, <laughs> the, the bank of wisdom the we have right, now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I wish that somebody told me about taking time off a lot earlier. You know, I knew that it was an option when COVID happened and that more students were doing it. But uh, I wish that um, I had spoken to somebody about it more or what it would be like during that time off um is is really a time that you could use to find yourself you know to find what you're interested in to find your strengths and your weaknesses mm-hmm. while i took that semester off in philly i was like girl you kind of a you, you kind of a girl boss you know you, <laughs> it's this kind of cool you know i was like you could yeah, live on you your own really awesome <laughs> like you're right i'm like you could really live on your own and you'll be okay you know and i wish that i did that earlier because it would have helped me i don't know 
it would have helped me know more of what I wanted to do while I was here. It's not a bad thing to not know what you want to do, but I would be able to take advantage of some of the opportunities that you guys have here, you know, like that film program that's happening next semester or different research opportunities, you know. That's something that while I was feeling, I was like doing um work on the Watson and the Ford, but I was like, I would love this actually, mm-hmm. you know. So... Take that time off, guys. Take care of yourself. It's not, it's not going to ruin your life. <laughs> it's going to be fine. That's so true. Uh-huh. I, I hear you. Take, mm-hmm. Taking a step back is actually going to, it's not going to like drag you behind. It's actually going to propel you forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I got you. All right. Now, we got rapid fire. We are going to ask some very serious, some not serious questions <laughs> for you. Uh, so, first rapid fire question we got for you, Khalil. What was your welcome to the league moment in college? Yeah, I saw that question. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> okay, we got what you. What does got that you. mean? It's like you come to college and you're like, oh, oh, this is college. What? Mm. <laughs> that you're like, okay, what is happening right now? This is this is definitely crazy. I see. Oh, my gosh. I would. I'm going to just start. I would have started in, you know, HIAP was a start, you know, but let me, <laughs> let me start in orientation. It's still always, you know, you realize that the moment you step foot on campus is, is something else. But in orientation, um, uh, I was doing 90 mile canoeing and everybody was oh. always right. That's what everybody said. But I was like, oh no, you know, 90 mile cano- canoeing, y'all muscles afterwards uh-huh. too much too a lot i thought i was gonna lose my life at some point i was like we have to get out the canoe and carry it up the hill up the mountain holding this big canoe crocs not in sports mode right now guys i didn't know that we were supposed to go up there you know I, no but that wasn't it you know they was like leave no trace leave no trace none and i was like i thought that meant yes pick up after yourself you know pick up your trash you know somebody said leave no trace get rid of it the cheese fell on the floor and like on the floor we're in the forest you know he didn't brush it off he didn't blow it off he didn't do anything he just ate it and i was like Oh, I was like, no water, no. He was like, nutrients. He did say that afterwards. He said nutrients? He did say nutrients. Nature. Okay. And I was like, uh, uh, you know, true, he said true. nature season it. <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, I've never seen this before. <laughs> Something that I've never seen before. Uh, and I was like, uh, 90 mile canoeing was something else. It was that was the mm. I, I, rapid fire. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> no, no, rapid you're fire. Good. You're good. That 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 that's crazy. And it's insane how the orientation like you're like oh the academic rigor. It was the physical. <laughs> well, that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Khalil, what are you you proud of, but never have an excuse to talk about? My knowledge about movies, how hey. they were made. Who made them? The processes involved, all that. People don't know. People don't know. <laughs> People don't know. 
Awesome, cool. And, and our next question, uh, what makes the Opportunity Program so special or, or your favorite moment being a student in the program? Mm-hmm. I feel like the Opportunity Program, what makes it so special is that it gives me the opportunity. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, point, <laughs> point at Mr. Aaron. Mr. Ray, you know. To, like, um, do things that I wouldn't be able to do, like my music lessons, like OP yeah. is paying for that, you know? If they weren't paying for that, I would not be able to take music classes at all. And like that is such a highlight of my my college experience. It's something that I'm so happy that I got to do. The people that I met, Jimmy, Jimmy John, Sue, Dr. Paulson, they are Dr. the best people. Right? Yep. Dr. P. Yep. Yep. The best people that I've met while I've been here. So that's what makes it so special. They allow you to experience college to its fullest well said for sure all right very serious question coming up aaron take it away why do i always land on the wild questions all right um on an average day now we know you can carry canoes on an average day Mm. how many pigeons do you think you could reasonably carry one (laughs) just one just one (laughs) I could only carry one pigeon, you know, because when you're carrying the pigeon, you got to avoid the butt because the pigeon, you know, you in New York City, you see the pigeon dookie everywhere. (laughs) I had one on my forehead, dookie on my forehead once. So avoid the butt. And then I don't want it to go crazy carrying a bunch of pigeons. You got to hold it, make sure it's fine. Taking it where it needs to go, you know, Uh calm. One. One. <laughs> what happened when another one just come up to you? Oh my gosh, I was feeling so cute that day. It was my first time getting box braids. I was just walking to school and I was just about to enter. Splat. Splat. They just do And I was like, what is that? And I touched it, you know? And I was like, oh, that's what that is. That's. That's crazy. Right. Not you, unexpected. Right. I once had a chicken that do that to me. Oh, no chickens can climb what? trees. What? Fun fact, chickens can climb trees, yes. No. no I did not yeah, know that. Yeah. How so did they do that? It was that? New Year's Day in like 2001. Like, and my brother and I were playing at my aunt's house. And yes, yeah, she had chickens and a donkey <laughs> and turkeys. And these chickens, we were just marveling over these chickens climbing trees. And all of a sudden. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it changed my relationship with chickens. Yeah. Let me tell you, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll be a carnivore forever. that day for sure. I'll be forever. I'll take the extra chicken, thank you. <laughs> Fried hard. <laughs> Please, <laughs> wow. I, I, I don't. I mean, my only beef with with birds is when they, you know, they bomb my windshield in Philly. But but I haven't gotten nothing directly on me. Yeah, they, I think it's a coordinated oh attack, gosh. to be honest with you. It's always my car. My dad can park in the same spot. It's just my car. Oh, my gosh. And I still have asked you, what part of Philly are you from? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm from West Philly. Which, where in West where, Philly? Where in West Philly? It's like about like um like 57 and Market. 57 and Market. So, yeah, so Market Street's like that, like like one of the main ones. <gasps> okay. So, I'm just, I'm just all the way, you know, over no, there. No, yeah. because I've walked mm-hmm. over there before. <laughs> yeah. I've been walking, okay? And I'd be like, should I be walking? No. <laughs> the train is right there, girl. Take the yeah, train. Take, take the train. Take it, but it's if so, you're walking on Market, take the train. And it's so much easier to hop the train in Philly than in it, NYC. Yeah. But no illegal activities on OP podcast. No, 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 no. Exactly. Never, never, exactly. never. Never. We we go back and pay for it. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now mo- moving on. 
what's the weirdest profession you've ever wanted to go into? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just weird to me because this is not something that I see myself doing at all. But like being a backup singer or like a, a backup dancer or something. Why, why is that weird? Because that I just fun. don't see myself doing it <laughs> at all. Like that scares me so much so that like people can see me. They see you when you do that stuff. You know, when you back there True. and you popping and locking it. No, no. Don't look at me. Don't perceive me. But they see you. Okay. True. But that's something that I, yeah. <laughs> Got you. All right, I'm pivoting this next question. I'm not asking this next question. I'm pivoting. No, I'm pivoting. If you were sued by someone, what would your friends and family assume you were getting sued for? It would be for visiting, um, like going to multiple movies when you only pay for one. Got I feel you. like I will go to jail for that because I'm like, who's gonna catch me? I never done it before, but I've always wanted to. No, I haven't. I've done it once when I wanted to go. Um, I just like. I watched something. I forgot what it was. And my sister was watching Beauty and the Beast and I had to wait for her. And I was like, I'm not waiting out here. There was no seats, guys. I think I took somebody's seat. Don't do it. Okay, make sure it's empty. They used to really crack down on that. They used to really crack. Now I feel like movie theaters don't even like have employees. So unless they're behind a snack bar, like there's times where I'll just go to the movie theater in New Hartford and there's no one checking tickets. And I'm like... I guess, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not to in. encourage you <laughs> to do those things. You about to graduate. Exactly. No employed. jail time. No jail time. We need to be employed. Okay. Breaking news. Hamilton Sr. sued by Regal Cinema. <laughs> the statistics are shocking. Right. 3,000 hours of cinema used for free. Right. Only for someone who's so $2. passionate about movies and and. and <laughs> Film. It's interesting that this is your. It's the hustle. Hey, oh. hey, it's the hustle. Okay, the writer's strike just ended. Okay, yep. they need yep. to. They weren't giving. They weren't distributing the money right, anyways. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. a good point. Right, it's a good, right. It's a good point. So it was a form of protest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I ask you about how 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 would pins fit into this? Do you think you get sued by pins one day? Oh my god! Or do you think pins would like actually like like grant you something? Oh my gosh. A, a, a sponsorship with Pins. I hope that Pins grants me a sponsorship. If Pins sue me, it would be for winning too many games. Hey, oh, that basketball one specifically. Okay. 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 <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> exactly. Right. I would like them to grant me unlimited, unlimited, what's it called? Game passes so I could mm -hmm. play all them games for as long mm -hmm. as I want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel you. I feel you. That's, mm -hmm. a, that's a dream. Mm -hmm. All right. Now back back down to earth. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, can you name us some of your favorite faculty members on campus? Yes. Uh, so I named some of them before, but Jimmy. So Jimmy just retired though, so he's not on campus anymore. But Jimmy, Sue, Dr. Paulson, Professor Kosinska's, Aaron Ray. Aaron Ray. Look, right, hey, he's hey, right hey. here. Aaron Ray. You know, Miss Breland isn't here, but Miss Breland, mm. you know, and Miss Davis and Counselor Eklund. They really, really had a huge impact on my time here. Oh, and Rebecca. Rebecca has also had a huge impact on my time here. Really helped me get through college. Absolutely. Let's let's give a hand to, to all those names. 
So our final question, mm-hmm. and this is typically Kelvin's question, but since he put me through the ringer with some of these <laughs> questions, I'm going to ask it. <laughs> On the personal side of things, what is your go-to song to sing at karaoke night? Mm-hmm. So I have yet to experience karaoke night, you know. Oh, you're in luck because we're going to be having an OP karaoke night later this semester. Let's go, finally. That's what you were telling me. I'm ready. Was it in the mu- was it in the news? Not like yet. We haven't okay. announced it yet, but it's coming. Okay. It's coming. Okay, it's coming. good, good. Because I don't know, y'all, because I already told you being a backup singer would... <laughs> uh, you see me during those what performances. I sh- I'll be what shaking in my boots. Okay, <laughs> I'm not ready. Good. You always do good. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> but um, my my go to song would be "Somebody to Love" by Queen. It's very long. Oh, but I, I, I yes, I wanna I wanna see that. <laughs> it makes me feel so good inside. Like, can you find me somebody to love? Yeah, and then, and then just the, that love. Yes, love. It's just, love. It's just so. Oh my gosh! Right. Yeah, this is high notes. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, and I just feel amazing when I sing that song. So that's something that I want to sing. I would love to sing it for y'all for the vocal performance, but it's too oh, long. Oh, I'm oh, pretty sure it's too long. Gotcha. Okay, hey, you never know. Just float, <laughs> float it, float it by Dr. P. Maybe you'll sing the first half of the song. Right. You never know. I'm, right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to sing some jazz <gasps> for our uh, end of semester one. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see. Hey. I, I was going to do Adam Levine, Maroon 5, but I can't, uh, my voice can't do that right now. That's what you not say. Yet. Not yet. Not yet. That's what you say. No, 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 no. I, I tried. I tried. Please. Please. <laughs> I'm excited for that. I'm so yeah. excited for that last voice workshop. I can't I know, wait. I know. But Aaron, OP Karaoke, we're we going to have it. By the time this episode comes out, I think we we, we have it, gone it'll through It will probably be done. So, then, yeah. so. You know, let the people know, you know, what, what, what you, what did you sing at that event? <gasps> what did I sing? You were uh, singing. It's, it's the one and only, it's Waterfalls by TLC. Yep, 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 yep. And if y'all need a refresher, <laughs> Justin Bieber baby oh, right Lord. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all know it, y'all know it. All right, well, <laughs> that is our episode, everyone. We want to, of course, give a big hand to Khalil. Uh, let's, you know, give it up. All right, and Aaron, you know, feel free to hit us with the outro. And that's our opportunity on the mic for today. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit us with that five-star rating.